<laughs> you can't beat the classics. Welcome to episode seven of You Can't Beat the Classics podcast. So in our last episode, we promised you uh, that the next episode, this one here, would be a movie from the year 1984. Oh, and we picked one. <laughs> George we and certainly Michael picked me, one. As always. And yeah, we picked a really good one for 1984 here. I think I saw I saw this on the list. Like I, we went through a few movies for this for this particular year. We saw this one and it said, "Yeah, it's got to be this. It's got to be this." Yeah, no, it became pretty obvious when we were going through the list. Wow, was blown away by 1984's movie selection, by the way. Yeah, well, 1984 not... was a tough year though. This this did beat a a handful, maybe even more than a handful of really good movies. Yeah, definitely. This year, tough decision to make, but I mean, but this is one of the this is one of the ones that definitely stood out. I think. Um, so for this episode here, number seven, we're going to be talking about 1984's The Terminator, directed by none other than James Cameron. Do, 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 do. I know, right? Oh man! Do, do, right. Do, do, do. right off the bat, this is peak american sci-fi this movie is excellent you know this sure they've tried to you know make this a series you know make the terminator a series as much as possible with a slew of movies um but you feel you always got to go back with uh in the franchise with this one because this movie just I was say I said this to you guys you know, just a few days ago. This was way ahead of its time. Yeah. So, so you guys, do you guys remember the first time you saw the Terminator? Yeah, the first time I saw Terminator, my uh, our me and Mike's grandpa fell asleep, and he <laughs> left the TV. He like he always used to watch like AMC classics with like black and white movies and stuff like that. But occasionally Terminator would come on. And I caught Terminator after he fell asleep watching some stupid Western. <laughs> so uh, that was my first time. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, the first time I watched it was with my parents. And it was like one of those, okay, leave the room now. Okay, come back in. It was one of those things. Um, we did the same thing with um, uh, Jurassic Park. It was like the same scenario with that movie. Um, but yeah, no, it was like, it was, I, was very, I was very young. And I didn't really understand... Um, you know the movie and the situations and all that stuff. Uh, so and, and honestly, like I've seen part here, part there, and a part there on TV more recently, but I haven't actually like sat down and watched it, you know, unedited from beginning to end. Um, so this was a really great experience for me. Yeah, I think the first time I saw it was definitely probably the same situation, George. Like I saw it on AMC, you know, Wicked Young when I first saw it. I think I might have seen this is before I made like the cardinal rule of like, you know, I was young. So like watching movies in order, I probably saw Terminator 2 before I saw this one. And like 
I remember, I think my dad, I remember my dad telling me, like, oh, yeah, Arnold's a good guy in this one. I'm like, wait, he was a bad guy? Yeah, it's funny you yeah. say that because, like, three quarters through this movie, my wife, who, like, knows what the Terminator is, but she hasn't actually, like, watched any of them, she was like, wait, why is he a bad guy? And I was like, I was like, oh, damn. Like, yeah. like that's awesome. I love that you brought that up, though, John, because... I I 100% remember watching this as a kid thinking that Arnold was supposed to be the good guy. So like I probably did watch it out of order. That's uh that's annoying to think about. Yeah. It's like a pet peeve. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's one thing I don't do it. I don't do that now. I always watch movies in order now. Um but yeah, but this this movie is just a lot of surprises at this one. I think a lot of the roles Arnold was doing you know, he was the action hero for a lot of the movies he was doing. So this was a totally different role for him. Mm. You know, a really menacing uh, role for him, I think. Uh, I think you're right. Um, I mean, and two, though, and this is one thing that I noticed once we start getting into the movie, uh, his lack of dialogue in this movie makes him, like, way more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also because he was pretty relatively new to acting and he had a very, very thick accent. So I think that they also, they wanted to make him robotic, but they also didn't want him to give him like some, you know, weird, you know, European or like Scandinavian accent because like, who, why would a robot have that accent? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like his lack of dialogue made him, made his character in this movie way more interesting too. It's unique, right? It was like, I don't know. I I don't think you could see a movie like that nowadays, right? Without CGI. Like, a, how oh, how, often, how often do people, like, they, they easily could have CGI'd the robot stuff. And obviously we'll get to that. But, like, Arnold performed almost the, I would say, 95% of everything. It was, like, Arnold as the robot, you know? So uh, but it's, I, I it's also that. funny, though. Um, on some parts of the movie, you could see they had like animatronic heads it, that were modeled after mm-hmm. his resemblance, and 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 it wasn't a CGI or anything like that. They actually like physically made a prop to yeah. resemble him, and I think that that's really interesting too, and a product of its time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely gonna get into it as we talk about the movies, but I think a lot of a lot of the practical effects in this movie for the time are just outstanding. You know, they look really, really yeah. cool on screen. Um, um, so, like, really quick, what I noticed is, like, obviously the, the you know, the computer effects that they did, like, the lightning is pretty terrible. And, like, some of the other stuff, like the flying ships were, were you know, the product of their time. But, like, the action sequences. Oh, come on. The action <laughs> sequences the stunt driving all that other stuff like the really the physical effects were were amazing were just great yeah i, mean, I, I thought this oh go ahead george sorry no i was just to say i mean I, if you thought those, those effects were kind of meh I, I thought they were fucking dope not gonna lie i just I, thought I, that I, they I, were dated you know in movie, in movie a, standards are dated it reminded me a ton of aliens uh the sequel like yeah how they did that too but i still thought like I don't know, man. I watch it, and it, maybe it's nostalgia, right? Maybe I'm I'm 32 years old, and that, those are the action movies we grew up on. But I saw it, and I was like, all right, time to go to war. Like, let's go, Kyle. 
And I thought immediately yep. of Terminator Salvation, and I was like, it how it all connects down the road. So I, I guess the rewatch now is better, but I, maybe it saved the effects a little bit because <laughs> of nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're about to get into the movie here, um, but before we do that, we always want to watch the trailer. So let's see the trailer for The Terminator. That aged well. In the 21st century, a weapon oh, will be classic movie voice. No other. This weapon will be powerful, versatile, and indestructible. It can't be reasoned with. It can't be bargained with. It will feel no pity, no remorse, no pain, no fear. It will have only one purpose. To return to the present and prevent the future. This weapon will be called the Terminator. You're dead, honey. What day is it? The date? 12th May, Thursday. Year! <laughs> Assigned to protect you. You've been targeted for termination. <laughs> Why does it want me? Why me? Let's <laughs> just blank there. The Terminator. Your future is in its hands. <laughs> that that feels more, that feels like a te- like that would be like a teaser trailer, like these days. That's what that one felt like. How do you not like the war scenes, man? Like, damn, that so- was fire. They just they just seem a little dated, and I I know that they're all practical effects, so like it's cool that he like modeled it and he made models for it and all that stuff. It's just I I'm not expecting much out of a movie from 1984. It right. just mm. you know like like in today's movie standards they're just dated, and like I, it's not that I think that they're good. It's just that I think they're nostalgic, which is just different for me. I guess I'm kind of thinking about it too in the realm where 1984, I still remember the movies on that list. Like you had Ghostbusters, you had Neverending Story, you had a few other movies on that list. Yeah. And I guess because the effects look so much better in Terminator than they do in those like like other movies that are relied on special effects. Like Ghostbusters relied on special effects and mm-hmm. Neverending Story was just a, a fucking smattering of, you know, special effects. It it I thought it was like better than that. I was even for today's time too. It's like not bad, not bad. You, <laughs> yeah. This movie, this movie, it felt like there was a lot more. You know, they wanted to concentrate more on like something actually in front of you as opposed to a special effect. But that's James Cameron, I think, in a nutshell. Yeah, so. yeah. And it's that he, he like put out of the park with this one here. Um. So let's let's start diving right into the movie here. So 
were met in the year. So it's Los Angeles in the year 2029, which we're not that far away from. <laughs> another eight <laughs> years. Another eight years, and we're there. Um, right, can I, can like, I inter Can I intercept this for one yeah. second? Yeah. Later on in the movie, and not to give anything away. Um, Sarah Connor's asking questions about the future and uh, her future son. And he says that he started his tour of service with John Connor in 2021. He served with John Connor from 2021 to 2027. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that I was pretty interesting. I didn't even pick up on that. Neat. Yeah. Protect Connor. <laughs> <laughs> but... The the world is the world is ravaged by machines, and so we get that introduction there, you know, with the you know with the, with the set of uh, 2029, and uh, that's it. I mean, you, we had that text box there too, which I, I can't remember what that said, but it was pretty much just describing the scene for us, um, and that you're met you're met with that familiar Terminator theme in the title screen. Do 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we're brought to the present day, 1984, and uh, it looks like Arnold Arnold arrives from the future, naked. <laughs> That's right. <what> <laughs> I, I think like Kyle Reese explained it later. He's like, "You go in, you go in naked." Yeah. Like nothing, nothing dead can come through. Yeah, it, it can only trans yeah. uh, transport biological matter. Yeah. I'm happy they explained that because like. A lot of my things are about naked time travel. <laughs> like, well, yeah, even uh, I don't, I don't want to get too far ahead, so I'll save it for. for but later, like, but Ar yeah. Arnold shows up; he's fully butt ass naked, and he is a fucking mammoth. And I thought I wrote down that if you see a naked Hercules, you fucking run. Dot, yeah, dot, Bill dot. Paxton. Bill Paxton, yeah. you don't fight him. <laughs> yeah. I have Bill Paxton question mark. Yeah, these these, <laughs> these 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 80s punks don't know what's about to hit them. It's so funny that you mentioned Bill Paxton because I was like, is that him? <laughs> that, that's totally Bill Paxton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> loved Bill Paxton. <laughs> your your clothes, give them to me. <laughs> That was the What'd worst you say, Arnold freak? accent. But... <laughs> That's great. And, well, it's like, yeah, like he takes care of him pretty quickly. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. As soon as I see, my, as soon as I see somebody put their hand through somebody else, I'm gonna give them my clothes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how to start the movie. Yeah. Right. Indiana Jones death grip. Uh, and then uh, uh, enter Kyle Reese from the future, naked. I have in bold. Why is Kyle also naked? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, another it, there's two big differences from when Arnold arrives and when he arrives. When Arnold arrives, it's like nothing. When Kyle arrives, like he's in serious like pain, which he describes later that it's painful to travel through time. But I thought that was an interesting difference there between the two. Yeah, and it's it's funny because Whitney asked me, she's like, "Oh, so is he a human?" And I was like, do you see how he's in pain right now? And like when the Terminator came through, he was totally fine. Yeah. So it was kind of like a like a nod, like, oh, these two people travel through time and they're not the same. <laughs> well, like like this like 
and like the police immediately start chasing him. But I'm like, um, he, I'm like, what did he do? He <laughs> did steal the pants off of a homeless guy. True. <laughs> like, well, they, the cops described him as like, oh, was oh, we got a guy rabbiting over here. Yeah, I don't know what that. Is. I was like, I'm like, I don't know what that term means, but <laughs> but like, all right, fine. The police are chasing him. Um, and like, all right, I know, I know you have to. I know he has to like. Um, he has to act fast, you know, because he's because he's we he was sent there to save Sarah Connor, protect Sarah Connor. But I was like, maybe play a little bit cooler when you arrive from the future. Don't don't immediately draw attention to yourself by attacking the cops. Yeah, um, the first part of this movie, too, I think it's really interesting. He gets two weapons like so easily. <laughs> like He gets the, the weapon from the cop that he holds up and then he steals one out of the car before he leaves. But. It's like really interesting, like how easily it was to evade the cops and get. I literally wrote, like, cops in the '80s suck. Yeah, cops forty years ago suck. Yeah. <laughs> I put how terrible are these cops. They can't find find one guy getting dressed right behind them. Like it, when they were in the little mall or whatever, he was literally like uh, two aisles away of those like fucking Turner racks. And yep. then he just starts taking clothes off and getting dressed, and he's looking around, smiling. And it's like, man, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I, I also want to mention here too, and this is kind of like, this is kind of like really interesting about this movie. And like, I, I'm, I was been trying to think of another movie that was the case. In this movie, the first twenty five minutes of this movie, really, there's only like six lines spoken by main characters in this whole mm. in, in the first like 25 minutes of this movie because the Terminator shows up. He does the give me your clothes line and then he beats the crap out of those three people and gets clothes. Reese shows up, doesn't say a single thing and evades like 12 cops, <laughs> you know, gets two guns. Yeah. And then like they just go on to Sarah from there. But literally it's like 20 or 25 minutes has passed. And there's only been like a few lines of dialogue. It was really interesting. I never realized that like having watched it before. Yeah, I th- I was no, I was thinking the same thing too. I said, "Wow!" I said, "Not a lot is being said here." But I mean, but you still you still understand what's going on too. Yeah, like you like, get it's it. Not, it's just weird. It is odd. Yeah, it's just a different way to tell a story. But he he told it without having to say anything, which is like building the mystery behind the Terminator and this other person. Because yeah. you don't know why he's there. You still don't know why both of them are there at this point. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of like see like um, you know they arrive you know from the same time and arrive in similar fashion. But like you know, I think the lack of dialogue you really get like like the duality between the two, right? Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now now enter Sarah Connor before she's totally traumatized for the rest of her life (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah it was odd i mean it was odd seeing sarah connor like this because we know we because i think a lot of us know her to be like you know uh you know just like a badass now you know from you know linda hamilton you know this role is just solidified her as that but you, you see an innocence to her at the beginning um you know she's just she's just the Young adult, young adult working at a restaurant. Gets stood um, up on a date. Oh, but yeah, the, the people in this restaurant, you know, I was like, 
these these <laughs> like <laughs> why would you behave this way to people that work in restaurants like i that i'm super nice to like servers and like even when they're even with the like, they like mess something up or whatever like i'm nice to them whatever so like to see those people acting like that to a server it was it was it bothered me yeah i know yeah i agree uh, but yeah, i think I, they were trying to they were trying to build like how plain yeah. and boring our life was and all that stuff and that was just one way to do it no I definitely yeah i couldn't imagine being as rude as some of those people were and like sarah still going to work like f that. <laughs> I know the, oh, the kid yeah. puts a scoop of ice cream in, in her in apron her pocket and walks and then, so, right. Yeah, but and then someone was like, "You're the real hero here, kid," or something was the line, and I was like, "What? Yeah. Like you're not gonna scold the child? Like what the hell's going on, man?" Yeah, different like, times. Kick these people out of here. You know, you know one thing I noticed from the scene too that is like just different. It's just like you know, product of a different time. Uh, did you notice all the people that were smoking in the restaurant? Oh yeah, and it's just like yep. you never see that. You never see that now. And like they they flip over to uh, the police station in, in a little bit, and there's just people smoking all over the place. Oh, yeah. and I just think it's funny. Very dated. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I, I, years old. like I remember when like when I was a kid, like the bowling alley like just reeked of cigarettes. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean they still have. Around here, they still have a lot of those bowling alleys that have like the original like seating, and they all have the built-in ashtrays that are like, you know, they're like big friggin' metal serving bowls for ashtrays because that's yeah. how much people smoked when they were bowling. <laughs> no, I know it's just different time. <laughs> um, you, it, it it shows even more here how different of a time is. You know, when uh, it it kind of goes back to what you said earlier, how easy it is to get a gun. <laughs> Arnold is going into a store. <laughs> And just buying all these guns. <laughs> uh, he didn't buy them. Not How cruel. Oh, yeah, that's right. He didn't buy them. But <laughs> How cruel was that that he made the guy work moments before he killed him? Like, obviously, you were going to kill him regardless. You yeah, why don't you just, like, go in there, crush his skull, and then take whatever you want? So mean to the man. <laughs> he literally worked till he died. <laughs> By the way, that was a pretty big actor, too. Uh, I recognized him, but I couldn't think of the name. I had it here. I lost it. But, like, he was, uh, yeah, Dick Miller. Okay, yeah, he looked familiar. So he, he was a pretty big name. So, like, it's funny, though, because you, like, you get Bill Paxton in the very beginning. You get Dick Miller, who, has, you know, he has some other credits to his name. Um, Earl Bone. Like, you get, like, a bunch of these other actors for, like, seemingly small roles in this movie that became something humongous, right? It was just pretty cool how, like, they had, like, these small you know, these small little appearances in this movie. Yeah. Like, half the cast is in Aliens. I noticed that. It's true, yeah. <laughs> like, the the second detective, like, the weird-looking white guy is the robot, and then, you know, yeah. Kyle Reese is one of the Marines, the lieutenant. It, it's crazy. Oh, true. It's true. Yeah, so, he's... Yeah, so this part in the gun store, I'm like, alright, I don't know too much about how gun stores work. And I know, obvious, obviously, they would sell ammunition in the, in the store. That's a given. But who would have live <laughs> rounds on the counter for somebody to grab like that and load? He's like, Product hey, of a different time. He's like, he's like, you can't do that. He's like, well, well, I mean, well he can. <laughs> I think it's funny that you're not even bringing up. So they have a semi-automatic shotgun. 
which yeah. are illegal, like well, yeah, like tons of places, yeah. and Uzi, and Uzi, which is illegal yeah. everywhere because it's would, essentially a pistol. He would have had the plasma rifle, but they didn't have it in. They yeah, didn't have that's it. true. Yeah, <laughs> just what you see, buddy. Uh, I laughed so hard. <laughs> Yeah. It was just like, oh yeah, another guy asking for plasma rifles. <laughs> so I mean, so they labeled Dick Miller as a pawn shop clerk, not like a gun shop owner. So this is also like not a gun shop; it's a pawn shop, apparently. Um, but what they're selling isn't legal these days. So I'm assuming like it's just product of a different time. That's how they sold guns back in the day. There were no trigger locks on anything. There was just live ammunition there, just because. You know, it, it's probably a careless shop owner that, you know, like, this stuff is obvious, but it wasn't required like it is now. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, like, fatal mistake that uh, <laughs> it made him it made him close early, definitely. Yeah, I think it's funny, though, like, he has this, he has an Uzi, he has a semi-automatic shotgun, and he has this, like, assault rifle, like a fully automatic assault rifle. And he's like, you can take the rifles today, but that's a 15-day hold on the pistol. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, like, oh, the more dangerous weapons you can take today. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, uh, but okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so Arnold Arnold takes all the gu- takes the guns. And then I think this is where he, yeah, he looks through the phone book. And Sarah Connor, number one, is about to get smoked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she well, does. I mean, I had my notes, too, like, how with all the technology they had, how were they so reliant on the phone book? <laughs> like, like hello. Uh, I I mean, like, which technology did they have? I mean, they came from the fucking future. Oh, no, but no, but they they couldn't they couldn't bring anything with them. And yeah, and they, they do explain that they had no idea where she was. They just had a city and a name. Yeah. Okay. So I, that's I don't what's know. There. <laughs> I watched that and I was just like, AT and T must have been so fucking happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny though, yeah. But this is also a product of a different time. You'd never see. First off, most people nowadays aren't even listed in phone directories because they've opted to be not listed. But yeah. like, you imagine just like walking down the street and like going to this phone that's in the middle of nowhere that you can use to call people, and it just has a book attached to it that tells you everyone's address and phone number. Like that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that wild. would never fly today. <laughs> and like back at the restaurant, he's like, "Oh, like Sarah, come look at this. Another another Sarah Connor died." <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, it's like, yeah, funny coincidence now, not not funny later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they they completely gloss over the second Sarah Connor, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> the first one, though, the, they're, like, celebrating it like they were going to go get cake and be like, Sarah, you're famous. Like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> someone someone died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think this is a part this is a part here, too, after this, that they cut they cut to the future a little bit. Um, Kyle might Kyle might be explaining something here. I, I, I can't remember. Um, no, he was sleeping. He falls oh, asleep he was in the car. He was, and he, had, he was dreaming. The crane sets off a, a memory. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, but, yeah, it goes back to what you, you said, George. I love, like, futuristic, like, dystopian, like, sets like this. Um, and just the sound effects, the music and everything was just um, super 80s. 
It I, I love, I'm a sucker for that stuff. I love it. <laughs> right? It just hits. Like you know, you know, it's not real when you're looking at it. Like the explosion that on the tie on the tracks of the the Terminator like tank or whatever. It's like like an electric fuse popped, a big one, versus an explosion. Yeah. But like you watch it, and you're like, yo, everything had fucking sparks. Even the Power Rangers for some reason. So yeah, it's fine. Let's go. Proceed. I don't know. It just hits different. It's not it's not great, but it hits different. <laughs> I'm just watching this. I, I kind of wrote like kind of like a Beavis and Butthead line here. I wrote the future sucks. <laughs> I, wrote, I, wrote, I wrote down in my notes here because yeah, it, it's it's yeah. Kyle is not was not having a good time there. All right. You, you cut back to Sarah and her friend here. Um, some dude calls. It must be like the boyfriend of the other girl. Yeah. Oh my god, this dude's phone talk was so cringe. <laughs> hey, when you can't text it, how are you gonna? I do know, it? dude. That's what, I was, that's what I was literally about to say. That's, so that's these true. days, these days, guys send a DP. Those days, you just randomly dial up a number, and when someone picks up, you just start talking dirty. <laughs> so I want to like, I'm. I wonder how many of like people that actually happened to. Like, there's no shot that that was... The, it, it had to have been that common if they put it in the movie to, like, timestamp nostalgia and yeah. everything. But like, yeah. That's so fucking gross. <laughs> that's so that fucking might, that gross. That's weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then and then they find out, you know, rest in peace, Sarah Connor, number two. She's gone. But yeah. they, do, they do kind of ignore that. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of gloss over it. And then he's just like, check out the name, man. And then they're like... You gotta be shitting me. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's like super yeah, dramatic. Yeah, like the detective didn't give a crap, but then he saw that the names were the same and he's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Dude, and, and you know what the worst part about that whole thing is? Like, see, I saw these two people have died and they're literally complaining about, like, oh, this is gonna make the news. <laughs> like, that's all they're complaining about is that it's gonna be on the news. God, and I'm like, God forbid people find out. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I hate these. I hate these like one day serial murders, blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh man, like, <laughs> like, like, how much, how much does this happen to them that they're just annoyed by it? That was weird too. That like, okay, it happened twice. You can't get a squad over to the 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 remaining Sarah Connors' houses because obviously something's up. I don't know. Yeah, that part that part lingered. Well, meanwhile, Sarah Connors' roommate is getting throttled. <laughs> yeah, by, so by, much- by the dirty talker. So much so that she goes to make a sandwich. <laughs> Dude, did you see though? She was gonna make a lit bologna sandwich. She had the bread, she had the lettuce, yeah, she, had she, the mayo, gonna, she had the mayo, she had the tomato. She was gonna make like a twelve foot like hero that you have like at like Super Bowl parties. <laughs> I know. She had so much stuff. She had so much stuff, and then the whole gallon of milk. I'm like, Jesus. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like this girl is like she's replenishing. Where did she put it? <laughs> I'm now as I'm picturing her sort of walking back yeah. up with a big twelve foot hero and a gallon. Dude, you know what's you know what's funny? Do you have IMDb up for this movie? I was gonna say so so her name is Sean Sheps and uh you can tell where she put it. She got kinda big. Oh, <laughs> which I just think is funny because I was thinking too, I was like, Man, that's gonna be a ridiculous sandwich and then I'm looking at a picture of her now and I'm like, oh, Makes sense. Bess Mata. What? Is that her name? Yeah, Ginger. Oh, it was Ginger. No, Ginger was the waitress, wasn't it? No, Ginger was the... Oh, the... I have him backwards. I have him backwards. Dang it. Yeah, 
girl's a dime, bro. Yeah, I know she's a dime. I got her backwards. <laughs> I was looking at the waitress lady, my bad. Oh, okay. Okay. Her movie career didn't last too long. Nope, she only no. has three credits. <laughs> I think anyway. Sarah... <laughs> I think Sarah gets stood up, and she, so she's trying to. She goes to catch a movie by herself, but the police, the police are trying to contact her, like to say, "Hey, this weird, this weird thing is going on. You got to get to a safe place." Sarah finds out about it, and she's like freaking she's out. She's at a bar, and she yeah. sees it on the news. Yeah, and it, like the word is out, like you got, you got to go hide, Sarah. And then yeah, and then they're trying to again, trying to trying to get in contact with her. And she feels like she's being followed, so she goes into that club, which four four fifty cover for that club, dude, and so much neon. Oh yeah, <laughs> there was five people just flailing about in that club. <laughs> they well, made twenty bucks. <laughs> this is one thing I was wondering: what what the heck was Sarah thinking? Like, you had access to a phone in a quiet restaurant. But you chose to use the phone in the loud club that you can't hear anything. There's you know, it's minor, pretty awesome. One though. minor thing I saw. So Reese was able to find her without without using a phone book. <laughs> Good job. No, Reese. he ripped a page out of the phone book too. Did he actually? He did. Yeah. yeah. So he just so happened to find her before the Terminator did. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, the Terminator finds their friends, finds her friends because he because he because he finds out that's where the last Sarah Connor is, so he goes there. She's not there, um, but I think Matt is the name of the the weird guy on the phone, and he gets the crap kicked out of him. And, yeah. And they're both they're both dead. She's trying to make a sandwich, and and they're both gone. Um, and then she has to call at that exact moment and leave like, a message. Oh, that, Bad timing on the voicemail. Yeah. But he, but he like flew to that club. He got there so fast. He beat the cops there. Yeah, he this he got there in a minute, and um, this is one of the scenes I remember seeing. You know, as a kid, you know, before I saw the movie in its entirety, I remember this because of the timing. I remember it so like sat like Reese like Kyle Reese is already there. The Terminator arrives, and you know um, he's about. The Terminator is about to kill Sarah, but then that's when Kyle Reese acts, and just boom, the the shotgun. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I don't know about you guys. I felt like any time like a shotgun like went off in this movie, like I don't know if it was just the sound effects that were added in, and or like and like the way that like people like receive like the blast, but I just felt like just. Boom! Every time somebody got hit with a shotgun, with a yeah. shotgun bullet, I was just, it just—you felt it. Small uh, cannons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Kyle finally picks up Sarah. Come with, with famous line that gets used a couple of times in the franchise. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. Uh, and and the chase is on. Arnold took all those guns from the um, the store, right? And I'm like, why didn't he bring them with him? Like I feel like he only had the shotgun. No, he had the Uzi there too. Did he have the Uzi? Okay. He had the pistol and an Uzi. See, Reese had the shotgun, but yeah. Um, so he had the pistol. He was aiming directly at Sarah's head, and then he oh, gets he must shot. Have lost it. And then he spins to kill Reese, and he shoots like all the innocent bystanders with the Uzi. Oh, okay. And then Reese, Reese is the one with the shotgun at this point, but he hadn't. He doesn't have his yet. 
The first time you see his shotgun is when he goes to the police station. The chase sequence here was pretty neat. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was very well done. Um, and Arnold just gets singed at one point, and I'm like, <laughs> this dude, this dude looks even. This dude, I mean, he he needed that creepy look, I think, but just no eyebrows on anybody. Just, <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed that freaks, too. It freaks me out automatically. They sh- they showed like a close up of his face, and I'm like, ugh. Like, like, where the hell are his eyebrows, man? Yep, he's one ugly motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) These indestructible 80s cars throughout this whole sequence here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know know what else is really awesome about this car? Uh, This this car chase? This is the first time that you see Arnold impersonate a voice. Like, he copies the cop's voice to get call-outs on the radio, which sets up some later stuff I think is really cool. Like how he just worked it in so subtly here. Yeah, that's true. That is kind of a subtle, like every Terminator has that, right? I, the changing of the voicing always fucking gets me. And it started me. there. Always fucking gets me. Yeah, it started yeah. there. It's a lot different when movies when movies have like the bad guy or, you know, like the killer or whatever, you know, as a machine rather than like a person. Like I feel like when a bad like a bad guy or somebody like like this is like a person like you grow to hate them you know with their personality and everything but like this guy he has no personality no he's just no pro- emotion and he's just programmed you know to do this one thing so you know it it hits a lot differently for the viewer like in terms of like him being a bad yeah because you can see like he's not emotionally invested into it he's just doing what he's doing we kind of get we get some more exposition here as to why. You know, why Kyle Reese, you know, went to protect Sarah like this. And, you know, we find out we we all know the reason for it all now. Um, John Connor is supposed to be born. Yeah, he's the one that's supposed to, you know, help humanity in the future. So it's very important that Sarah stays alive. All right. First, Arnold got away really fast when they when they finally, you know, when he smashes into that wall there and the cops and the cops all get there. Um, Yeah. You see Kyle Reese, he's about to shoot the cops. And Sarah's like, no, he's like, they're going to kill you if you do. And all right, good thing he didn't shoot the cops. Yeah. Because he would have been dead. Yeah. But then that sets up, like, the next 15 minutes of just being, like, furious at this movie. In my opinion, at least. Just, like... (laughs) Because, like, Sarah, like, totally it totally buys in prior to this point. She's like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I'm a Sarah Connor person. Like, I don't really know how I'm going to do it, but, like, this is my role, and, like, I believe him entirely. And then all of a sudden she goes to the police station. She's like, is he crazy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so now we're brought to the police station here. Um, and, all right, we meet this doctor, Dr. Silverman. Silverman. And automatically with this guy, you know, he just says a few lines here, but his body language and everything, it just, he just, it just tells you what kind of doctor he is right off the bat. And it sets up for an interesting, I guess it's not really an interrogation because, you know, he's a criminal psychologist or whatever, really. But, it, you know, it makes for an interesting uh, back and forth between Kyle Reese and him later on. They, they're, but they're cutting back to Arnold, too. Um, as he's like trying to like repair himself, Dude, the makeup, the makeup at this part, unreal for this time, un- for this time period. I agree. Like, I I love eighties like like super graphic like makeup like that. Yeah, I mean nowadays we can tell that that's super fake. 
So, you know, for Cameron's type movies, the feel he likes to have, I feel like that today would have been CGI'd. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But it was all practical here. Like, yeah. they were messing around with, like, these these pulleys inside of an arm, and, like, he was moving the fingers. It was pretty cool. Um, and then he moves, he goes up to his face. He cuts off his eyeball. Oh, um, God, dude. That that <laughs> part, just the, make, the makeup is, is extraordinary in that. Uh, and then he puts on the iconic sunglasses. Now he's got, now he's got the real, like, notable, like, Terminator look. Glasses, the leather jacket. Yeah, this is the Terminator look that people will be familiar with. Um, we're going back and forth between what's going on with him in the police station, and um, the the doctor. The doctor is just eating all, just eating this up. Everybody is with what with what Kyle Reese is trying to explain. This dude's like t- straight up telling him the truth about everything. But I mean, it, it, as hard as it is to believe something like that, you know, they're kind of like poking fun at him too. He's like, oh yeah, it's, he's definitely crazy. <laughs> yeah, that that yeah. was weird. That like they didn't even really listen to anything he was saying. Not, I get how outlandish it sounds, but like, I don't know, just weird. And it's not like they didn't have eyewitnesses that Kyle Reese wasn't the killer, right? Like half the club must have seen Arnold in his uh, fucking gorilla costume well, and been like the cops i feel like the cops and the cops too like literally they had like an explanation for like everything that happened like sarah's like how did, like sarah's like how did he punch his hand through a window and the cops like oh must have been on pcp yeah he he won't feel that pain for another couple hours <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> you sir have never taken pcp <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're literally just like eating up all this um yeah. you find out a lot from kyle reese too and you know you find out all about skynet you know skynet didn't know anything about sarah so mm-hmm. otherwise i think it would have otherwise it probably would have been a lot easier to just you know take her out but the fact that like even they didn't know anything we yeah, a lot of a lot of exposition there on you know you know the, the time period that he comes from and all that. But the doctor goes. The doctor goes home for the. And I I always forgot that the doctor is the one that walks by him when he's entering the police station. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny because in upcoming movies he's hailed as like the one that survived the police station massacre. Um, <laughs> well, he wasn't even there. <laughs> he wasn't even there. He <laughs> had the famous line from Arnold. I'll be back between him and this cop at this cop at the desk and he just smashes his way into the police station. Oh, he back. <laughs> this is this is definitely one of my favorite parts of the movie, just this police station just massacre. <laughs> Didn't the car at the beginning feel a little unnecessary though? Yeah, he could have literally just like pulled open that door. <laughs> it felt a little unnecessary. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's funny though. You see, like the ragdoll cool entrance. If you, if you like, so I watched back that scene, like when he crashes through a couple <laughs> times, because like the ragdoll of the cop flying into the wall behind him <laughs> is just hilarious on so it's many funny. levels. Yeah. <laughs> it happens a couple other times during this movie too, where they just have like obvious ragdoll and like, you know, like obvious like you know stand-in puppets or whatever that are meant to like, and like the ragdoll in them is just so hilarious. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, or, and then like the way like people like the way like people just like fly when they get shot by guns in this part it i i always try to find like the craziest one 
or like, yeah. or like the, the funniest one I, yeah. my, the funniest one i think for me in this part was the uh was like the main like detective guy uh, i yeah. don't remember i don't remember his name i know he was in charge of like all the, everything at the police station but like, i thought his was funny i thought his was the funniest yeah, like, is it when he gets shot and he, like, sits against the door and then the other guy's like, hey! He goes out in the hallway and gets blown away. Terminator, and then Terminator just one bullet and he's like, ah. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, what a weak-ass line, too. Hey! <laughs> yeah, and then he just, like, appears in the hallway. <laughs> like, that's Conan, bitch! <laughs> like, yeah, maybe now they'll learn to listen to the man from the future. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, her, Sarah and Kyle escape from the police station and they hide underneath this. They hide under like this like highway underpass, whatever it is. Um, Kyle, Kyle got shot, apparently. Well, when she starts fixing him up, I'm like, where did she get the first aid kit? Uh, uh, the trunk of the car. Okay. Right before they pushed the car into the woods, they took some stuff out of the trunk, and that was just okay. One of them. <laughs> they found it in the in the underpass. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I was like, was this just a first aid kit underneath the highway? <laughs> yeah, they're playing yeah. Elder Scrolls. <laughs> yeah, you cut back to more glimpses of the future because um, you know Kyle Reese is elaborating on it more, and I'm like, wow, the future really sucks. <laughs> yeah. And, so this uh, is also the point where um. Where Reese says that he served under John Connor from 2021 to 2027. This is the part in the movie where he says that. This is one of the interesting parts. You see that you see that guy that breaks in and then he starts shooting. And I think this is when they started discovering that like the ter- like Terminators like this existed because they couldn't they couldn't tell that he was a Terminator because he looked human. Right, and like that's what made these things so scary for them was that they weren't they had no idea of telling um the only way they knew of of being able to tell was dogs dogs were able to sniff out you know who was a terminator and who was a who was just a regular person you didn't have to kill the dogs i hate i hate when animals die in movies i really really hate it but it's i mean it happened off screen so it's it's fine it's whatever but but i think that was why the terminator took them out this part here is also it's also pretty different too because uh, Reese explains like the um, the Terminators created like a I forget what what model he said but he was like they they sweat they you know their hair grows they you know they have living skin and they even have the bad breath and I'm like I'm like man <laughs> like there's so much about this that like in real life 2021 hasn't been replicated. <laughs> <laughs> Just love that it subtly like was an Easter egg too for Terminator Two. Just lay that in there real quick. But you see that Kyle had a picture of her, so I was like, all right, so he did he did know what she looked like. Yes. So yeah, so they knew, so he knew a little bit more than what the movie was presenting at first. Cut back to Arnold in his crappy apartment that he bought. <laughs> I forget what the guy the guy walks by the room and he's like, oh, you got a is a cat dying? I forget what he said. You got a dead cat there. Yeah, Katna. <laughs> He's going through these responses, and the first and the one he goes to, fuck your asshole. <laughs> 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 because yeah, and the guy's like, oh yeah, that's it. All right, I'll just leave. <laughs> yeah, 
And then it's funny, the next scene, they show him walking down the hallway with the, like, the freaking assault rifle just in the air. And the yeah. guy's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is where Sarah makes a like huge mistake. And it plays it plays into something you mentioned a little while ago, Mike. Um, she's on the phone with who she thinks is her mother. Mm-hmm. And the, the mother, the mother, I say that with quotes, is like saying, oh, just tell me where you are. That way I can help you, please. I want to help my daughter. And, oh, my God, Reese, you for, Kyle Reese, you forgot to tell her the Terminator can disguise voices. I know. He told her not to not to say it, not to talk to anyone and tell him anything, but he didn't but tell he him why. literally said every single thing about how they look human, how they, whatever, they pass gas, they sweat or whatever, <laughs> and all this yeah. stuff. But you didn't tell him, you didn't tell her that they can change voices. Fatal flaw. A key component here. And then this dinky hotel room. And they make a John Connor. Oh, mm. this, this bound it was bound to happen, dude. So it's it's funny because like <laughs> I was watching it, I was watching the scene, and like the wife was there and all that stuff, and I was like, "Why is she making that face? It looks like she's in pain. <laughs> like this does not look like she's enjoying herself. Like I don't know if you guys noticed that as well. It's the mullet. Don't worry. Oh, it's the big hair. Yeah. <laughs> like where are you supposed to put it? <laughs> I thought that was funny. You're bound to see Linda Hamil- Hamilton at least somewhat naked at some point during this movie. And we did. Yeah, so John Connor is is, is not born. I shouldn't say born. That'd be conceived, uh, yeah. conceived that that, yeah, made. The Terminator arrives, so it's time to go. He's chasing him down again. Like, Kyle Reese is, like, throwing out these, like, pipe bombs he made at the <laughs> hotel. But yeah. you know what? I was like, all right. He's throwing these, but I'm like, he's stuck out way too far of that window. I'm like, of course he's going to keep, of course he was going to catch a bullet. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, he was like, might as well have just been put his arm out waving. Oh, hey. Yeah. But like, <laughs> like th- this is the part too, where like, so like they're fighting him and all that stuff. Right. And he gets run over by the tractor trailer. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that so truck, like I- that truck hit, I was like, oh yeah. It hits Arnold Schwarzenegger, he grabs onto it, and then like the, the truck driver stops to do a respectable thing and be like, oh my god, I just killed a guy. And then he gets destroyed, and now all of a sudden Terminator has an 18-wheeler. <laughs> get get out. <laughs> the, this 18-wheeler is chasing them both down. I'm like, alright, I feel like the truck, the truck would have caught, caught up to them. Even with them running, I'm like, that truck, that truck was going... Like, he would have been flooring it. Yeah, like, he, trucks he aren't known for their speed. Well, but I mean, but he's a machine. So, like, he would have been, he would have put that pedal to the floor. So, I was like, that truck would have been going, you know, I think a lot faster than what it, sh- than what it should have, than what it was going. So, I don't know. I thought they were outrunning the truck pretty easily. But it, it's fine. It's the, it's, um, <laughs> because literally the truck just goes up in smoke. Like, the next scene is boom. Yeah, this explosion. <laughs> I I think it's funny during their sign too, because like Sarah and and Kyle are now like out of the car and they're like running on foot away from this truck. And at one point, like the truck is like six feet behind Sarah Connor, and then in the next scene, she's like thirty feet away from it. <laughs> and I yeah. and, and my wife was just like, "Oh man, like how did that happen? How is she out running a truck right now?" You know, I just thought that was funny. It's because he stalled the transmission. It's the standard, man. Obviously, yeah. He's like he's yeah. a robot, but like he's not perfect. 
That's <laughs> like, oh my god! And the, just imagine like all the the outtakes with Arnold driving a stick shift on a on a movie set. How many times do you think he fucking broke it or like got frustrated because he's so fucking big? Like he's a big dude, and they just assumed he could fit into like sedans and stuff like that, and <laughs> sit out the window and shoot. This was one cool part. You see when you saw him burning up in like that wreckage. You know, the skin burning off and everything like that I thought was awesome. But so, Like, Kyle and Sarah think it's all over. And this is one of the many times where it's like, no, you didn't get him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they blow it up and the whole truck's on fire and he's in the middle of it. And then all of a sudden he isn't. I want to find out, you know, what they did. I think for this part, you know, because this was just, this was really, really cool. What they used to, like to make like this, this Terminator move. It looked like, it looked like stop motion to me. I think it yeah. might have been because yeah. Whitney even mentioned she's like, "Why can't he walk now?" And I was like, "Whitney, I don't think you understand. Like, the, this is a a model that they made to do, you know, pretty much stop action movement in forty years ago. You know, I thought that this effect was actually pretty cool. Oh, this was awesome. You know, I thought the 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 design of the Terminator uh, was just was cool too. But then, yeah, it it definitely looks like it's stop motion here. Which I think stop motion too is a lengthy process too, so it's it's not something it's obviously not something you see done nowadays with CGI and everything like that, but at the time you know that was a very lengthy process. Um, but it, you know once the work pays off usually, and it, I thought it it looked great. Yeah, I think it, it looks it looks it looks awesome in this. Terminator's chasing him throughout this factory here. Um, which is kind of neat. They're turning on. They're turning on all the other machines so that way they're easily hidden from the Terminator. Kyle Reese, he's like in bad shape throughout throughout this whole se- throughout this whole sequence here. But he finds just the right time to plug to put a bomb in him, and it's boom, another explosion. Blows him right <laughs> in half. But he blows the Terminator in half. But he. He kills himself in the process. Do we think Kyle Reese, now that he's dead, is like an all-time action character? Or was Sarah Connor the, the, like, how to rephrase this? So, you know how, like, in a lot of these, like, big action-adventure movies, I know this is a sci-fi technically, but, like, Avengers, you have Iron Man as the big hero, right? Like... Do you think Kyle Reese is the big hero of the Terminator franchise now that we just did the storybook ending to him? He's dead. He's gone. Was Kyle or Sarah or John the big hero? Uh, I, I think that's the interesting part about this franchise, though, is because like the, the hero changes throughout the entire franchise, right? Because yeah. Yeah. You, can, you can argue in the second movie that Arnold Schwarzenegger's character is the hero, or, uh, even though... Yeah. Even though, like, it should probably be Sarah Connor at that point. I guess I guess what I'm getting at is it, like, the chicken or the egg. Like, it, is John the big hero, or is Kyle Reese actually the big hero? Or is Sarah Connor the hero? Because she's, I mean, even up to the most recent movie, she held the line for, like, the timeline and what's supposed to happen. So, like, I think it's just a weird dynamic when you think of it, knowing the full story now. And you look back on Kyle Reese, and it's like Kyle Reese was gigantic. Like he was only there for three days, and he was yeah. huge. It's a, I think it's a tough argument, and I think it, I think it speaks well with how, how good a lot of the characters are. 
yeah in this you know from the hero's perspective like like yeah john connor was responsible for leaving the resistance but i mean he wouldn't have existed if it, if sarah you know hadn't stayed alive and you know um uh pushed for that you know future with john in it but and at the same time you know none of that would have happened if kyle reese hadn't volunteered to go back to the past and you know start, right. start all of this so i think yeah it's a nice it's a nice split between all of them really. it's pretty unique i, I really i that, that was something that stuck out with me watching it this time because yeah. this is the first time i've watched it start to finish thinking about kyle reese and what happens in salvation and everything else mm -hmm. it's like okay and watched it and was like you know is kyle is, is it kyle is it john mm -hmm. Oh man, it was just when he died that that was exactly the conversation I was having in my head for about ten minutes. <laughs> but yeah, Kyle Reese, he he's the hero, and you know he sacrifices himself, I guess, in a way. Um, but Terminator's still alive, and he's still <laughs> still the chase is still on. Uh, this was this was a part of the movie. I think for as a first time viewer of this, this is where you kind of, you think it's over here. You know, all right, the hero, the hero is down. The hero is out. You know, the thing, the machine is blown in half. You know, can't possibly get up from that. And you're kind of met with almost a jump scare kind of kind of thing. Um, like, no, like, it's still going. Yeah. Which I thought was neat. Yeah, it was Not definitely sure, yeah. unique storytelling for the time, right? Usually you don't lose a heroine and... Like, the, you usually don't lose both the, the heroines. So, like, the fact that Kyle yeah. was gone and Sarah had no protection. Ooh, spicy. And then we're finally met, you know, third time's a charm. Just crushed. You are terminated, motherfucker. Oh, man. So badass, bro. Yeah, I yeah. Love, that was awesome. I, I think the Terminator's death was pretty lame, to be honest. I feel like, uh, I feel like though, they had to be in a very specific spot under very specific conditions for him to die. But also, like, I feel like it was kind of lame. Oh, fuck um, you. Thanks. <laughs> I knew it was going to be an unpopular opinion. But, like, I feel like how badass he is and how much he survived. And he's blown in half. And he's still going after. And the thing that kills him is, a, like, a hydraulic crush. Like, uh, I was just like, oh, come on. I mean, I guess it's a letdown for the 80s. But, like, it, they kind of set the tone with every movie and up. I'll, I'll give all the Terminators this much credit, right? They're not all great movies, but they they upgrade the model. It becomes more difficult, more unique to kill them, where, like, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be such a, like, plot-driven way to, to write the, the final fight, but they always find a way to up the game. And I think, I, to your point, this is probably the, the least satisfying one, but, like... <laughs> and now the, the most recent ones are so ridiculous... That they like essentially can't die. Did you see the last one? We'll, we'll talk about yeah. this later. Oh, yeah, 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 Zoinks, yeah. Scooby Doo. Zoinks. Yeah, John. Yeah. John's eyes are in the back <laughs> of his skull right now. Yeah. You know, we're at the end of the film here. If it wasn't obvious already, yeah, Kyle Reese was the father. <laughs> if that wasn't, if what happened at the hotel wasn't obvious enough. Yeah, I, I think it's funny. I think it's funny because uh, she's recording herself so that she can have tapes for John. And yeah. uh, earlier in the movie, they said, uh, oh, like, um, who's John's father? And he's like, well, he doesn't talk. They don't know much about him. He, I know he died before the war. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they make that. So, like, he, you know, like, when all that stuff happens in the hotel and then he dies there, you're like, oh, 
okay, there's another nod to it. But then she says, do you think Kyle would still send, I mean, do you think John would still send Kyle back knowing that he's his father? And I'm like, well, that's the only reason why he sent him back. I'd have to assume like, because if Kyle doesn't go back and save Sarah Connor, then John doesn't become John. You know, I think, I think it is a pretty like, there's they, a address, note, so. they address that in a movie. I want to say it's salvation where they, they address that. He, he specifically John Connor focuses on keeping Kyle Reese alive once he knows, cause he knows it's his dad. So Kyle Reese, when he gets in the, camps and everything they risk everything to go get calories so like i yeah. think he does know and he sends him back on purpose to go pork his mom, pork <laughs> <my> mom. <laughs> we see the picture the familiar picture of her that you know kyle reese had and then that's the end of the movie this movie's awesome like i like i said at the beginning of the episode peak peak 80 sci-fi <laughs> it's yeah that's a, a classic this wasn't even the classic movie in the franchise either, and it, it kind of gave you the tingles and the feels. It's like, damn, bro, yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, this is not even the best movie of the franchise, but it's still great. Yeah. It, it's it's good, but it's not. Yeah. It's no T2. Just no T2. I was going to say the same thing. Um, yeah. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of elaborate. <clears throat> I really didn't enjoy this movie as much as I thought I was going to. Hmm. So I appreciate this movie. Yeah. And and I I like I love what it did for the franchise because like I said T two, and I said this before the the podcast even started. This movie made me appreciate Terminator two T two Judgment Day, even more, mm-hmm. uh, having watched this one because I feel like it started slow when it got going. It was very good and everything was kind of linear and everything went the way that me knowing how the franchise turns out is gonna go, but like. To just sit down and watch it, I had a hard time just, like, staying focused on it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because everything was so dated or what, but Terminator 2, I know I've seen a couple times, like, recently, and every time it's on, I stop and watch it. And that movie is just an entertaining movie all the way through. And it's just a better story, I think, too. So this is kind of, like, the case in point for all of Cameron's pre-90s trilogies is the first movie is always a story piece or like a character piece and then then you get the blockbuster film in the second one or like the third one if there is one so that's kind of like his formula and it you're right it's a lot of it, it was in the beginning i enjoyed this thoroughly but it's a lot of talking it's no action it's a lot of if you didn't if you weren't listening or you were chewing your popcorn and missed it you missed a lot of the movie yeah, but I still think the movie is like I don't know. It it changed everyone's thought on time travel, and like literally their entire shtick is on time travel, so they could make endless movies. I don't know. I just I enjoyed it. I, yeah, I enjoyed the I mean, linear. Some of the things you didn't like, I kind of liked about it. That's what you got to yeah. think too. I think there's a big separation, you know, as far as like I think what sequels, you know how movies go normally like there's a seven year gap between term the, the terminator and terminator 2 like they definitely took their time with the second one on how to make on how to make you know what with with what was received already very well and they made it even better in the second one um <clears throat> 
but yeah, I, I think that's another thing that plays into it too is that you know that they feel like to- they feel like you know they're they're sequels to one like T two is a sequel obviously but like they feel like very different movies I think just because of that seven year gap there. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Oh. And 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 the CG stuff had gotten way better, and the physical effects stuff had gotten way better. Or oh, maybe the mm-hmm. budget was more too, so they had more access to that stuff. Um, but I think you're right. Um, it just like I said, I just I, I appreciate the second one so much more, knowing what it came from, um, mm-hmm. because I I think it's leaps and bounds a better movie. I mean, think about too, like Arnold is probably the worst actor on that slate, right? Just top to bottom when this came out. Probably the worst actor. He did Commando, Predator, Running Man, Red Heat, Twins, Total Recall, Kindergarten <laughs> Cop. All this in between Terminator 2. So like he did some yeah. he did some actual acting in and kind of helped carry the load. And when you give those Terminators personality, which they found different ways to skip three. Um <laughs> in yeah. the other ones. Like it, it adds to the value. So you're right. Like Cameron got got ballsy in Terminator Two. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He. Oh my god. Now I need to watch Terminator Two right now. Yeah, I, I games, but like now I'm like, uh. maybe maybe one of the one time one of the wheels will went will land on 1991. Oh no doubt. And, that, and that'll be our chance to do Terminator Two. Yeah, because I, I don't want to dive into it too much because I feel like if that is an option, yeah. Terminator 2 is going to be the one we choose. Mm. Um, so I don't want to go into it too much, but there are some yeah. things. So some stuff in the first movie that carries over that I really liked. In, in the second yeah. one, um, you know, basic plot is Arnold Schwarzenegger comes back to protect John Connor now. Um, but I love how they explain stuff. Like he takes lines from the first movie because John Connor programmed it into him to make Sarah Connor and John Connor from today's world trust him more. Yeah. So like the come with me if you want to live is what Reese said to Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he takes him out of there. So the Terminator comes back and in the second movie, he says it to Sarah. Yeah. Um, and then she gets flashbacks and she immediately trusts it. So um, they did like a lot of cool stuff like that. So yeah, there were seven years between those movies, but they still took from the source material and yeah. made it true. And I think that that's a James Cameron masterpiece. So he mm-hmm. can take something that's like a really solid foundation of a story and use it to improve his second version of it. I think it's really cool. Yeah. I'm just looking at Terminator two now and I'm, I'm looking at like <laughs> just, just kind of like some of the, the effects to see what he would have done differently than he did in the first one. And I think we've already covered this, but just to recap, it <clears throat> he keeps the CGI to a minimal. Everything is like mm-hmm. prosthetics. Everything is is in front of your face. The CGI is obviously because they use the you know the T one thousand. Yeah. Yeah. But like holy shit. What a great job in in E four. If he stayed true to his guns, didn't use CGI, just fantastic yeah. fantastic work. I agree. Yeah, this is one where you know Terminator is a franchise that you know they've tried a lot to you know keep it going, you know with a with a variety of movies. Um, um, but I I think with this franchise you can't you can't get it's 
it's too difficult to get past the first and second one. Mm, the they third tried, one kind of a nosedive. They tried with you know with Terminator Three and Salvation and Genesis and Dark Fate and <laughs> <laughs> John uh, hates Dark Fate. Uh, That's the most recent one. Yeah, Dark Fate. Dark yeah. Fate. Uh, I got problems with that one. I, I liked uh, I liked Genesis more than I liked Dark Fate. Yeah. Which one was Genesis? The one right before it. Yeah, I can't remember what that one was about. That one I only saw once. I don't remember it too well. That's the one yeah. when the the girl has like the bunker underground, and then uh, she lives with him, and he's preparing her for the apocalypse and all that stuff. Amelia Clark's in it as yeah. Sarah Connor. Oh, 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 yeah. oh! Now I remember. Now I remember. Yeah. Yeah. That movie wasn't ideal. No, uh, it's not ideal, but it's better than <laughs> Dark Fate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm in the minority on that one, but okay. <laughs> oh wow. Um. But yeah, that's, we could talk about the Terminator franchise, you know, a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing that gets lot. me about this franchise too, like not to get too far off the of base, but like, at what point do they get a reboot? And I'm not saying that they should touch one or two, because one and two are, are alone are like masterpieces. But maybe they do a little something different than trying to continue this story. Because like, isn't that Arnold's, what they just did? I know, but like, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, at what point do they stop? Because and I think now is the time because I think they killed off all the main characters or really close to it. I think the next thing that they want to do is I think they're going to try something animated for Termin- for Terminator. They, they've already done an animated series for this and it's really good. Yeah. Uh, so if they could expand on that, it'd be great. It's like it's like comic book stuff too. It's pretty. Good. Yeah. I think maybe yeah maybe wow. something not live action is the way to go. Yeah. For them. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, um, who knows? Mario's getting a live-action movie, so anything's possible. Yeah. No, Mario's getting an animated movie. Oh, that's animated. Whatever, dude. <laughs> the live-action movie for Mario is already perfect. <laughs> if we ever touch that one one day, oh, that'll be the day. I'm going to throw up just thinking about it. Yeah, dude, I, I... All right, well... We'll we'll end that here. That was our talk with the, <laughs> the Terminator. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in um, for this episode here. We're gonna get into our selection here for the next year, where we're gonna pick a movie out of it, and the following episode after this will be a movie from that year. So I've already spun the wheel. Uh, we we already recorded. We already recorded us spinning the wheel. I'm gonna end it there, and you're gonna find out what year the next episode will be from. That's it for episode seven. George and Mike, thanks as always. Peace See you out. Next time. So I have years between 1970 and 2020 as usual. So we're going to spin the wheel and we're going to find out what year we'll be choosing a movie from and what the next episode will be about. So let's spin the wheel. Two thousand two. All right. So a little more recent than as of late. All right, so the next episode will be a movie from the year 2002.